the sublime splendor of the vineyards before the harvest, the Grand Monsieur sometimes thought of the French masters. Pissarro, Renoir, Monet. He suspected they would have appreciated Burgundy and understood his work. One must have only one master, nature, Pissarro had said. Renoir had put it this way, You come to nature with your theories, and she knocks them all flat. And Monet... Ah, Monet. Was it any wonder he described it best of all? A landscape hardly exists at all as a landscape, because its appearance is changing in every moment. But it lives through its ambiance, through the air and light, which vary constantly. Though Monsieur de Villene would have insisted he was unworthy of such a comparison, he had much in common with Monet. When Monet first picked up his brush, He saw and painted the natural world in pieces. He put the water here and the sky there. The field went here. The flowers and trees went here, here, and there. Each was an element unto itself, existing almost independent of its surroundings, as if, just like that, any one of the elements could have just as easily been placed in another scene, transported to another painting. As he matured, however... Monet's work became less technical and more organic, spiritual. He came to understand nature's power. It was as if, one day, while standing alone on the banks of that pond covered in water lilies, Monsieur Monet discovered a crease in the universe, pulled it open like curtains, stepped inside, and turned and viewed the world from another dimension, from a perspective that allowed him to see the interconnectedness of it all, to see the light and air, and the flicker and flow of energy among all natural things. It was then that Monet began to make the invisible visible. The lines he had once thought defined and separated some natural order dissolved into a liquefied oneness, filling the canvas for others to drink in, and if only for a few moments, to experience the divine. This was what the Grand Monsieur labored to do, only with grapes. His life had been dedicated to transcending the technical and vinifying nature's invisible energy. As he studied the masterpiece of the landscape around him, the Grand Monsieur prayed for a sign. He prayed, although he wasn't as confident in the power of prayer as he once had been, because of recent horrific events and the possibility of unsettling outcomes, the Grand Monsieur had begun to question God's very existence. You wouldn't have been able to detect his fermenting anxieties just by looking at him, or maybe you could have. If you were among the very few he trusted to know him well enough, and you happened to glimpse him in a moment like this, his long, weathered face and forlorn brown eyes, when he thought no one was looking at him, when he thought he was alone and could be himself. Then again, it had been so long since Monsieur de Villene had known what that was like, a private moment unto himself. There was no himself, only the tangle of what he represented. The vines, the families, the domaine, Burgundy, France, the storied legacy of countless holy men and one unholy prince. A legacy subjected to the currencies of markets too often ignorant of how to truly appreciate a bottle of Burgundy, 
and that were instead driven by the whims of buyers who were obsessed with the bangs of auction gavels and status symbol trophy bottles. For the longest time, Monsieur de Villain had wanted no parts of any of it. He had resisted. It would be fair to say he had fled Burgundy's vines. But crawling into a blackness that he believed was certain death, riding horseback into the starry night of the American West, repeatedly enduring the heartache of the unborn, well, these things have a way of altering a man. Over time, like the best Pinot Noirs, within the bottle of his skin, Monsieur de Villain's composition had become something other than what it had been. He matured. He came to accept and to appreciate what had always been his destiny, caring for his enfant vines, and producing the most magnificent and most misunderstood wine in the world. His employee...